Tapes. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Hi, this is Jeremy from Buckeye Coasters, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hi, this is Bernie. And D. From Kidult TV. And you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. I accept the Coaster Challenge. 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 Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? What is the Coaster Challenge? A group of regular people that went from fearful to fearless, all from riding roller coasters. So please secure your hats and glasses. It's time to take the Coaster Challenge with your hosts, David Cantu and J.D. Prescott. Hey, how's it going, J.D.? Great, great. How's it going, David? Oh, it's going. Happy June. Ooh, looks like time. we're getting ready to kick off summer. Looks like it's going to be a very exciting summer season. Oh, yeah. Well, with, with parks getting up in, in Fully, capacity. Uh, uh, and California is about to do a full reopening starting on June 15th. Yeah. So I don't know what that's going to be entailed, but I'm assuming hopefully that the reservation systems with the parks will end. Maybe, hopefully. I'm pretty sure we're going to be fully reopened, but I believe the mask and the social distancing are still going to have to be somewhat... Practiced. Most likely practiced, which at this point, I think just to get everything fully reopened, I'm all for it. You know, it's like if I have to wear a mask, I wear a mask. As long as I'm able to just be able to get up and just go to the parks, go to the gym. Go to the movie theater. Just be able to go anywhere and not have to make a reservation or have to do things shut down. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, it's just, it, you know, we just, I think we really need, especially all of us here in California, we've really been needing things to just get back to normal. It slowly has been. It's been great progress. Yeah. I mean, we've been wearing a mask for over a year now year and a half i'm getting kind of used to it myself i mean yeah sometimes it could be like a little bit of a pain in the butt yeah but it's like at this point it's like you got to look out for your own personal safety and make sure you're 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 safe and you don't bring anything dangerous home to your loved ones yeah it's 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 common sense people yeah i mean well i'm just glad that we're getting ready to kick off summer actually on this uh actually to after this episode uh, i'm actually as you're listening to this now i am actually on going to be on an airplane heading over to louisville kentucky because uh, i'm going to be taking part of a very special event uh this weekend that will be hollywood nights over at holiday world oh really yeah almost every coaster enthusiast in the country flock down to holiday holiday world in indiana and it's a special night the park is open at night where all their classic wooden coasters you can get to ride them at night and voyage i hear is one of the greatest night rides ever to ride in the country okay well didn't you you went there what last or not last year i year before uh, year before i've been to holiday world i was there during the day the one unique thing about the midwest especially during the summertime is that it stays daylight very late like way after 10 p.m a lot of times throughout in that in, in, in that area of the country and so this is one of those times where holiday world it gets dark early so when the park before the park closes it'll be nighttime so and voyage is actually very cool because it's in the forest and it it's a really fast wooden coaster and it goes through dark tunnels so i've i've gotten to ride it during the day but seeing how it is during the day i can only imagine what and what it'd be like at night well not being able to really see where in you're pitch going. darkness man i swear i, I love that I, the one dark ride i did that i loved really liked was riding the beasts at king's island at night uh that was a really really awesome experience as well but we got a really awesome episode uh today and iva 
is actually uh, interviewing a very special friend of ours. Um, we're interviewing Jack Lathrop from Thrilling Moments Photography. He's a great friend. Uh, I got to hang out with him last year at Kings Island for Orion, and he got to spend some time with me at his home park at Dollywood. So, oh, that's right. You went to Dollywood last year. Yeah, I got at least I got to go to one new park last year during this pandemic, and uh, or yeah, new park. But I've been to Kings Island twice in the past and it's a really awesome park so we're really happy to have jack on today f- with iva at first i guess now jd i guess it's time to share our new our segment the youtube highlight clip, clip of, of the, the week. week youtube clip of the week so this week's clip we got it's it's out of our normal realm of roller coasters. We have a soccer team, yeah, professional we, soccer team. Yeah, I would say a European soccer team, um, and uh, they're they're doing some VR VR play. It's 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 funny. Yeah, it's very interesting. So JD and I were looking at this uh, YouTube clip earlier this week, and uh, so it's 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 called "We Got the Fulham Players to Walk on the Plank on VR, and They Nearly Messed Themselves." <laughs> So what's interesting, even though it's not a roller coaster, but it's a fear factor. So the they challenge these professional soccer players to put on this VR the VR system. And what it is is they are going up an elevator on a skyscraper. It's one of the tallest skyscrapers. If I had to say how tall this skyscraper looked like when I saw the screen, it looked like something like the tallest building like you would see that's in Dubai. So these guys are, so the elevator door opens and it's basically, there's nothing except a plank and Hmm. they have to walk on this plank and really outside the VR, in the room that they're in, there's this little board, I guess it has- That represents the plank. It represents the plank and these guys are just struggling to walk on this plank, knowing that it's a VR system, but it looks so realistic. And there's six of these guys, and each guy had a different reaction, like a fear reaction from it. And some of them, like quite a few of them, backed out. They like couldn't do it. Um, one of them was really, really sweaty. Yeah, he was sweating, like he was breaking in sweats. He was like scared completely. Uh, one guy literally fell to the floor. Well, technically speaking, VR, you're losing your, you're getting the, your the, the perception of what you're seeing. So your body's reacting to what you're seeing. Yeah. So your mind can tell you, yeah, I'm only walking on a one inch thick piece of plastic, but what you're seeing is completely and utterly different. Yeah. I mean, the one, one of the guys literally like, it looked like he literally said in the title, he almost literally messed himself. I was like, wow, over a VR. I mean, yeah, the, what they're seeing in that VR looks so realistic. Like you're on the ledge of a, a skyscraper on a plank. And so out of six guys, how many JD made the jump? A little more than 50%. So about four out of six made the jump, but two did not. So, but I would say it is just amazing that a VR system could actually scare people like crazy like that over over the plank yeah exactly it's but it's it's what they're seeing yeah so i don't know if it's a mental thing in the brain 
that makes you think it's real but it was very fascinating to watch i would say it was a pretty good science experiment but it was funny yeah it it was was funny funny seeing the reactions that they did but it's a pretty good uh experiment of how much fear or people can be afraid even on something that's virtually reality that's uh very unique but uh, if you guys like to check it out just type in the title we got the full ham F-U-L-H-A-M players to walk the plank on VR and it would pop up on the YouTube search. But yeah, it was just, I guess the key thing is is that people can be afraid even on a virtual reality device. Well, that that is, it's instilling fear in them. It's not, it's a, it's a temporary fear. Yeah, but I think it's a good training tool to help people break their fears too, which I think someday if I ever see something like that, I would like to give that a shot. So, oh, it, I, it looks like fun. Yeah, it does. It looks a lot like fun. So, so yeah, I just thought we like to sh- we we wanted to share this uh, this uh, this little clip because it was just very interesting to see how a virtual reality system can scare professional soccer players. It was very interesting. So, but anyway, guys, that would be our YouTube highlight clip, clip of, of the, the week. week. YouTube clip of the week. So we have Iva standing by with our with our special guest today. Yes, and it's a really honor to have Jack from Thrilling Moments Photography uh, on today. And Iva is standing by, and we're looking forward to this interview, JD. So take it away, Iva. Thanks, David and JD. Hey, Coaster Challenge listeners, it's Iva from Ohio. Our guest for today's episode is the owner of Thrilling Moments Photography and co-host of Twisted Travelers. Rollers are his life, and his amazing pictures capture them throughout his travels. Please welcome to the show, Jack Lathrop. Thank you all for having me. It's good to be here. Thank you, Jack. It's great to see you, my friend, and thank you for coming on and helping us launch our new podcast. Ah, uh, least I could do. I remember when I was just starting out as such a such an undertaking this whole podcasting because it's not just as simple as hitting a record button. There's the hosting and all that, and so I remember when y'all reached out, I was like, "Yep, here's everything I learned. I've learned so far over the year I've been doing it." And then y'all asked if I wanted to come on. It's like, of course, we need to get y'all on our podcast too. Oh, I'd be an honor. Uh, just tell me whenever you guys want us, and we'll be happy to be there we'll yes, put something same. We'll, we will get something on the books here soon perfect all right all right jack so i'm going to ask you a, some a series of questions so the first one we're going to start out with is what was your first coaster so this is one that always trips people up and always confuses them because i've grown up in east tennessee my entire life i've lived here since i was born but i didn't go to dollywood for the first time until i think i was 12 or 13 which is a pretty long time to not go to dollywood living around here i actually ended up i've spent most of my childhood growing up going to michigan's adventure because that's where my dad's family is from and every summer when we went up to michigan we did the day at michigan's adventure so to answer all of that, Zach Zoomer at Michigan's Adventure was my first coaster, and it will always hold a special place in my heart because of that. You know, I've never had a chance to go up there. Have you, David? No. Um, Michigan's Adventure has been on my radar. I've been wanting to get up there. It's just, it's it's located such a most unique place in Michigan where the nearest parks is Cedar Point and Six Flags Great America. and But that's like, what, a four or five hour distant drive between the two between those parks um so it makes it kind of difficult to try to plan out when you do your park planning how do i get to michigan's adventure and then what would be the next closest parks from there for travel so yeah my dad and i so 
with his family living up there, we always have an excuse to go to Michigan's Adventure. But we've actually rode, we've incorporated into a roller coaster road trip before. I think it was like a five hour drive from Cedar Point. Um, and then what we ended up doing, even though we usually try to avoid longer legs of a trip, but it's only about six and a half, seven hours from Michigan's Adventure to Canada's Wonderland. So that's how we worked it into a roller coaster road trip. Um, you do get to see a lot of rural tree nothing michigan and then you get to canada which is canada so it's great but you growing up going to michigan's adventure i hear all of these other people in the community talk about it it's like oh i don't really want to go because there's nothing more no you're wrong shivering timbers exists it is probably the best cc it that and boulder dash i haven't ridden boulder dash yet it's one of my top bucket list coasters but that and Boulder Dash are the two CCI roller coasters that constantly get talked about. Like these were their masterpieces. And it really, the only ride I know to compare it to is something like a voyage type roller coaster because it's airtime all the way out. You don't have quite as elaborate of a turnaround, and but then it's airtime the entire way back. And it just looks like this massive wooden hyper coaster, even though it's only like 126 feet tall. Yeah. Definitely got to put that. Got to put that on our calendars, Ivo. We got to get over to Michigan's Adventure. Got to get. Yeah, down I there. really want to go, especially when they have one of the last remaining coasters from Geauga Lake. They've got uh, Thunderhawk. Yeah, it's one of the best SLCs. I've ridden a couple of them. Uh, Thunderhawk, obviously. T three at Kentucky Kingdom. Flight Deck at Canada's Wonderland. Thunderhawk tops all of them. It still runs very, very smooth, even 14, 13, 14 years after it's been at Michigan's Adventure and however long it was at Geauga Lake before that. Yeah, I've got to experience T3. I got to experience Mindy Racer over at Six Flags America. I think those are the only two Tacoma SLCs. I had a chance to experience Con over at Six Flags Discovery Kingdom, but it was shut down. And I had a lot of people say, oh, don't worry about that coaster. It's just a Vacoma SLC. And I turned around and I said, well, I still need to ride it. I need the credit and I want to be able to experience it. So that way I can see what everybody else is talking about when they ride that, co- that coaster. So um, Vacoma SLCs, yeah, I can see where a lot of people in the community talk about them. I mean, Mine Eraser wasn't as bumpy as I've heard. I mean, t- I had a good experience on T3. Mine Eraser was actually not bad. I say it was not as bad as Firebird. That was converted over at Six Flags America to a floorless. Uh, my head was banging really hard on that. Uh, any B&M floorless coaster, I've had severe head banging. I, I think the only one I actually had a good good run on was Medusa over at Six Flags Discovery Kingdom. Um, any other floorless coaster, it's always giving me a headache. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm like, there's only a couple floorless coasters I uh, really care for. The one that I must ride for me every time is uh, Superman at Six Flags Fiesta, Texas. The rest of them don't do much for me. Now, I have to say, I have to put my two cents in on the floors. My favorite one is Bizarro at Six Flags Great Adventure. That is my favorite one, especially when they have all the special effects to go with it. Superman was, I did experience Superman at Fiesta, Texas, and that is a good floorless coaster. Uh, that one, Medusa, but like Patriot over at California's Great America, Scream over at Six Flags Magic Mountain. Um, those ones were headbangers for me. I was always getting a head, and always toward the end after the barrel rolls. I always, my head just bangs hard 
to the far left or right every time we do the inversion. But yeah, I mean, it's, I guess it's like a hit and miss. I guess it depends on the size of the coaster. If they used to be floorless coasters when they're converted, those seem to be the rough ones. But mm-hmm. if they were if they were built as a floorless coaster, then I would say they were really good because Superman was built as a floorless coaster. It was never a stand up coaster. If I'm if, if I'm correct, yeah. That's one of the things. The conversions have never appealed to me as much, but I'm going to go back. I forgot about Bizarro. I remember loving that ride. The, I got one ride on it, and I remember I was like, oh, that was so much fun. And I, I kind of pride myself on having uh, opinions on parks and rides that are kind of out there. And one of my, I remember I liked Bizarro more than El Toro. So, Jack, you talked about going to Michigan's Adventure a lot when you were growing up. So, what was the first coaster that scared you the most was it from michigan's adventure was it or was it from another park so the whole for with me being scared of roller coasters is such an interesting story um i'm i'll take the time to tell it because it's rare it's a lot of people in this community have like how did you get into coasters it's like oh i rode this roller coaster and i got into got into it for me it's kind of the same but it's very different um Growing up, going to Michigan's Adventure, I rode all of the wooden roller coasters and even Corkscrew, no issues. But when it came to riding Thunderhawk, I always just could not get myself to do it because I didn't like the idea of my feet dangling or going upside down like that. And it just, I just couldn't get myself to do it. Flash forward to 2015, finally went to Dollywood for the first time on a band field trip, rode some roller coasters, but I wouldn't, I Still was like, no, I don't want to do Wild Eagle or Tennessee Tornado. Uh, I think I rode Thunderhead and Fire Chaser that day. This was pre-Lightning Rod. Um, and I was like, so my mom surprised me at the end of that and got us season passes. And I was like, oh, we'll start coming back. And over, I just could not get myself to do anything else for the rest of that summer. And then finally, at the end of the summer, I just kind of told myself, it's like, okay, you're riding Wild Eagle. Um, I don't, I said, I don't care if you like don't want to you're riding wild eagle my was with my dad and one of my still one of my good friends Haley and we were we were going and we got into eagle station and we got on and as we were going up the lift hill I was just terrified and crying and did not want to be on that roller coaster and we go over the drop and I don't know I still remember it about halfway down the drop because I'm clutching my dad's hand for dear life and like he he says his hand was like in physical pain from how hard I was clutching it and then as he tells it he remembers about halfway down the drop all he got feeling back in his hand and looked over at me like scared something had happened and I had my hands up in the air and we got off that ride and I pretty much realized in that moment, it's like, I know what I want to do with the rest of my life. And we rode wild Eagle like 20 more times that day. And then ever since then, it's been the, um, it's just been craziness. It's been roller coasters nonstop for the past five years. And here I am. So was it just the upside down that you didn't like, as you said, it, you didn't mind corkscrew. Cause I know some people like, David with some of his first coasters he was scared to go on the upside down one so was that your issue as well it was the going upside down it was your feet dangling and then I also have an irrational fear of trying new things um it's was something I struggled with for a very long time and I still do to some extent but just that idea of trying something new so like riding a new roller coaster that was unfamiliar to me just didn't like that idea but 
to like be honest, and I know this will come up later, roller coasters changed a lot about who I was as a person, not just like that's what my hobby was. They changed how I thought a lot. Wow. You're, you're another one that just like me, like I was deeply afraid. Like you can get me on a roller coaster that had no inversions. Like my first roller coaster as a kid was Colossus over at Six Flags Magic Mountain before it was converted to Twisted Colossus. And it was mainly because the coaster was just gives you airtime hills. You're just going up and down, up and down. But the one coaster you could not get me on, and many of our listeners have heard me say it, but California Screaming, you couldn't get me on that over at Disney's California Adventure. People have tried for years to get me on that ride and they just couldn't. Everyone kept saying, why can't you get on this? And I said, the loop. I said, I am terrified of going upside down. I don't know what that's like. I don't know. I've seen stories where people have gotten stuck upside down on a loop and all this stuff. So I'm just very terrified of you know what could happen. And like I said, it was just one year. I just felt like it was time to stop being afraid and it was just time to be brave and went on that. And you know what? That one coaster completely changed my life and made me such a fearless person that I'm actually getting ready to go do the sky jump at the stratosphere in Las Vegas for my 40th birthday in a couple of weeks. So uh, that's going to be like the fear factor of jumping off a 113 story tower, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So if I can, if that coaster can help me become fearless, then I need to go face the ultimate fear factor. And that is go jumping off a building. So did your dad have to give you a pep talk when, as you were approaching the station of wild Eagle or how did, how did you feel when you were starting to board? There is, there's so much, I just remember, I remember a couple things. I remember one, my friend Haley and I love her to death. She was like, ride with me, ride with me. And I was like, no, I'm going to ride with my dad. And she's like, come on, ride with me. I was like, no, I'm riding with my dad. That I remember that. Um, but then just a lot, my dad didn't really have to say anything. Um, he was just like he was there so I, it's like okay nothing crazy is gonna happen because he's there next to me um, but one of my favorite things I asked him I ask him this every once in a while just to see if his response changes but I I'll ask him all the time it's like did you know what you put me on that roller coaster did you have any idea what you were about to get yourself into because he was not a roller coaster person either he was we didn't really we didn't really have a hobby or anything we did at that point in our lives and just because when I got into roller coasters, he got into them with me. And now they're, we love them to death. I know one thing we do with our youngest daughter is if we've written something and she has not yet, we like to talk her through what's happening. So I don't know if you've had the chance to where like your dad's like, okay, we're going to do this and this is what's going to happen. And it kind of gives you more of a sense of ease knowing that we, you know what to expect without me. Like, oh, I don't know. I didn't know it was going to drop like that or whatnot. So it was kind of, it's interesting because there's, I've actually ridden more roller coasters than my dad through a weird set of circumstances. I've gotten to go to like one or two parks he hasn't um, on a couple trips that he wasn't able to join uh, join me at a park. Like with Wild Eagle, that was his first time at Dollywood. And it, that was his first trip to Dollywood in 16 years. He had not been since before I was born. So he was new to all of it too. So it's kind of been super fun because there's nothing like he's done that uh he's nothing he's done that i haven't done very few exceptions to that so we get to do all of this new stuff together um and it's just one of those things i i think that's a cool thing where it's like okay here's what's happening but it's also super fun because we love going in and we'll find that ride it's like oh we didn't know it was going to do that and we'll just laugh ourselves to death over it all right so getting off a wild eagle you your dad and Haley. 
How are you feeling at that point? Um, at that point, again, I think I was like, okay, this is interesting. I want to do this for a very, very, very long time. And at that point, I just started with Wild Eagle. It's like, okay, we're just going to run in a circle and we're going to ride. And it's like, okay, we're going to do the front row. And this time I'm going to sit on the outside seat. And then we're going to do the back row. And we're going to sit on the... I was like, we're just going to ride this. And I probably got like 10 rides in. And Haley was like, okay, I'm taking a break. And she just sat on a bench. And I just kept running circles. And I again, I think I rode it 15 or 20 times that day. Um, and it was just so exciting. And then you go home and I was thinking about it. And then it was like the next over the next couple weeks, like, okay, yeah, this roller coaster thing's kind of fun. And then it was about two weeks later, because that was end of July, maybe early August. And about two weeks later, Dollywood announced Lightning Rod. Um, at this point in time, I had no clue what an RMC was. I just knew world's fastest wooden roller coaster. Um, if you like, you said RMC or BNM or any company to me, or like what a wave term was, I would have been like, huh? That's how new I was to all this when Lightning Rod got announced. But when they announced Lightning Rod and I saw that video for the first time, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be stuck riding roller coasters for a long time if there's more things like this in the world. Would you say um, Lightning Rod was the coaster that turned you into an enthusiast? Yeah. So Wild e- I've always said Wild Eagle's the ride that got me into roller coasters. Lightning Rod is what kept me into them. Just like uh, it's always a launch coaster. Um, it's always ex- accelerator accelerator is what turned me into enthusiasts when i had the courage after when i got on that ride i was like i fell in love ever since i was like oh yes if if this and i turned around to my friend i go was well, this the fastest one in the nation he goes oh no there's an even faster launch coaster and then that's when i was introduced to top thrill dragster over at cedar point and that's been the fastest launch coaster i've written to date i haven't even gotten to king to Ka yet which is on on my radar to do so i've done car there there's nothing like king to car or top thrill dragster there's but yeah so with yeah when lightning ride got announced and following construction through all of that and sitting through all of the delays that still i still have so many and then it all was worth it we got we saw on facebook and twitter it's like lightning rod was open for technical rehearsals so my dad took off work we drove up and we sat outside of the door for like three hours just waiting on them to let us in row five um and i got off of it and i was crying i was like because and this is the other thing that it drives a lot of people nuts because i got to ride lightning rod we were probably in the first 500 people to ever get to ride it it was my 20th credit so wow (laughs) <laughs> when I say the bar got set high early on, it got set high early on because five years later, it is still my number one roller coaster. Nothing has dethroned it. Um, but we rode as like, what the heck just happened? Because it was so unlike any other roller coaster me or my dad had ever ridden. And it's one of, it's been one of those things that's like, okay, we're kind of spoiled because we started out on one of the best in the world. We got to go ride all this other stuff that's great. It's not lightning rod. Yeah. yeah. So lightning rod was your first RMC, huh? It's my first RMC, my only RMC for over two years. I'm just glad to say I got to experience the original lightning rod before they did the track conversion. And uh, so I can, because I guess like when I talk to many coaster enthusiasts who have been on, who have been enthusiasts for way longer than all of us combined. I mean, it's like they, they tell me stories about coasters that I haven't even written that I won't be able to ride because a lot of them are now defunct. They're gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, all I can hear is their stories. And, uh, but when you're able to say, 
I've been to Dollywood. I got to experience the original lightning rod or I've been to holiday world. I've been on voyage. I've been on Raven and, you know, I've been silver dollar city or I've been to Kentucky kingdom. It's like being able to say all the little places like, like, like these little parks. Yeah. It, it, it's memories in your book, man. It's like something that you can be proud to say. Yes. Been there, experienced that. Yep. Fantastic ride. You know, and I love it when people come up to me and say, Oh my God, you've been to this, you've been on this coaster. What was that like? Should I get on it? And I'm like, I just love when people come up and ask for my opinions. You know, it's always nice. So, yeah. And I've been, again, with Lightning Rod, I've been super fortunate. I've ridden it over 250 times. Um, and I've ridden it in every form it has ever operated. Uh, original launch speed, new launch speed, every type of zero car or train modification it's had. Um, and I can safely say, like, the way it's running now is not the best way it's ever run. But the way it's running now is the way it needs to run to survive. And I love talking. The Lightning Rod is one of those roller coasters that's like... You should be scared if you get me talking about it because I will talk your ear off about it for multiple hours. Uh, but it's one of it's one of those roller coasters I, I will always have a soft spot for. Not just because it's an amazing ride, but because of what it means to me and just how much of my life I have spent in line and on that roller coaster. So with uh, with Lightning Rod being the very first RMC, how many RMC coasters have you experienced so far? Oh, let's see. Lightning Rod, Outlaw Run, New Texas Giant, Twisted Colossus, Railblazer, Wonder Woman, Twisted Cyclone, Twisted Timbers, Steel Vengeance, Am I missing one? Iron Rattler. I've done Iron Rattler. Goliath at uh, Great America. Nope, missing that one. And I've not done Wicked Cyclone yet. And Twisted I've Timbers. Done Twisted Timbers. The only ones I'm missing in the U.S. are New Texas Giant, Goliath, Joker, and um, Wicked Cyclone. So those are the four I'm missing in the U.S. I haven't done any of the international ones yet. And then we got hmm. a new one this year too. We are two new ones. We've got, or no, three. We got Jersey Devil. You've got Iron Gwazi, and you've got Stunt Pilots. Yeah, I for sure will be on two of those. There's a good chance I'll get on all three of them this year. Nice, very nice. So okay, you've got Lightning Rod is number twenty. What's your current coaster count? As of Sunday or Snow Friday night, after a new mountain coaster, it was two hundred and seventy-eight. Oh, David, we gotta catch up. I would, I would have, I would have been right where Jack is at now if the pandemic did not throw a wrench in our plants. <laughs> So I'm going right. to be catching up. I try to do a hundred coasters a year if I can, but uh, yeah, I will be catching up. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I started this year. Me too. The way everything is working out, it should be Pantheon. That should be number 300. Yeah. I'm nice. looking forward to that one too. Hopefully we'll get an opening day on that one soon. We, we have, we have a date booked for that park. I am praying that ride is open by then. Um, if not, my 300th coaster is probably going to be Alpengeist, but right now I have every intention of making it Pantheon. So you've never been to Williamsburg Bush Gardens, huh? No, that's that park has been like, it has driven my dad and I up the wall, quite frankly, because every year we're like, okay, we're going to go to Bush Gardens. Oh, they're getting another roller coaster next year. We'll push it back a year. Every single, since we have become an ex enthusiast, we have found an excuse to not go to that park every single year. And so with Pantheon, we were going to go last summer. And then this year we're like, nope, we're going this year. End of discussion. We need to get to that part. All right. So out of 278 coasters, what was your craziest moment on a coaster? Uh, there's a, okay. There's, 
like two or three moments that really stick out. Um, one of them was my first ride on Skyrush at Hershey Park because that ride redefined what I thought airtime was. Um, the back row, I hate to, like, it can change your life just how crazy that airtime in the back row is. It's the only roller coaster I've ever grabbed on out of fear. Um, still to this day, no other roller coasters ever made me grab on out of fear. That one did. Um, I will never forget the other one. This one's probably my favorite because it's the only roller coaster that's ever left me speechless. Like truly could not talk. X2 getting off of it could not breathe at all. I was so just I laughed the like hysterically the entire ride and I got off. I'm like, ah, ah, what is it? That was me for about 10 minutes after. And I tried to call one of my friends. And I, that was literally the entire phone call of me going, ah, um, X2, that's another one. And then one of my favorite memories just that was just like, why, what are we doing this? And this is our life. Was Hollywood Nights this last year being on that train of everyone that dressed up as dogs, um, <laughs> being on that train, just in the back row. It's midnight. We're all dressed up as dogs riding the voyage. It's like, what are we doing with our lives? right now and this is what i want every day to be like this is one of those moments it's like it's not the craziest like thing that's ever happened but it's also like what were we thinking <laughs> actual like fursuit type dogs or just we had... they were they were full size uh face masks yeah they, they, had, ear, they had ears they had and ears oh. <laughs> and so actually so the guy who put that all together was at dollywood this weekend so i went and hung out with him and i rode lightning rod behind him and the funniest thing is when you're on a roller coaster the little ears just flap back and <laughs> forth yeah that was, yeah, that, very... was, that was a good Hollywood Nights because not only did you have the all dog train, but then you had the all women train on yes. voyage. And that's that a, okay. Awesome. So that is, there's another that's one of my favorite not like not being on a roller coaster moments with being there and being able to get the picture of y'all riding is one of my favorite moments. And this prop that's in my top five pictures I've ever taken just because of how awesome it was to see that train just full of everyone. I'm like, this is amazing. Someday I'm hoping to be part of something like that. That's something I need to add to the coaster memory books for me. I would love to, you know, I think like somebody said, oh yeah, we should all, everyone wear fursuits on a ride. I'm like, I don't know. That would be the craziest thing I would ever see on a coaster right there. Well, so. we've got, I know there's, there's plans to do another all dog ride this year to end Hollywood nights, but there's also a plan that I'm putting together with a bunch of my friends. Um, my high school decided to be crazy and it's like, Oh, we're going to push your graduation by two weeks. It's on June 5th at 9am, which is the same Ooh, day as Hollywood nights. Hollywood nights. I was like, I was like, are you kidding? I literally walked into my principal's office. He's like, are you kidding me? And he's like, I wish I wasn't. I'm like, Argh. I just walked away and just started mummering. And so after like trying to decide, okay, are we actually still going to like try to go to Hollywood nights? We decided we are. We're, I'm going to walk across my state, the stage at graduation, get the diploma, shake some hands, hug some people, hop in a car. We're driving the five hours to Hollywood night. And the, the crazy thing that we're going to do is I'm going to sew a bike helmet strap to my cap and, and I'm going to wear my cap and gown on the voyage for my first ride of Hollywood nights. And we've already, I've already talked to a couple people. They're going to get my picture coming over that last S hill with my tassels sticking straight up and down in the air. Yeah. So, Oh, that gonna, one I want to see. I want to see. We're going to, 
<laughs> We're gonna yeah, fill make that, that happen. I want to see it. You'll be the first one to ever wear a cap, cap and tassel on a coaster. <laughs> that would be uh, that will be. I would say that if you can get a good photo shot of that, there you go, Jack. That should be your your profile picture for a long time. <laughs> Very long. Yeah, there's one of the things I was like, well, if we're going to do this, I might as well just full on do it and ride the voyage in my cap and gown and make that picture happen so I can at least remember the craze craziness that's going to be that day because going to be a very long day well and if any of our listeners follow you on instagram i've already seen a preview of your awesome layout of your the top of your cap it looks sweet yeah so i've been talking to my schools that don't like us to decorate our cap so i've been working on a plan because i have to walk with a plain cap so there's a plan to super like in the five hours between me getting off the stage and getting on the voyage, I have to get that design on top of my cap uh but i think i have worked out how to do it i'm it's going to be fun. Nice. Very nice. All right. So out of all of the coasters you've rode, what is your favorite coaster? So it's lightning rod has always been my personal favorite, but I I've almost gotten to the point now where it's just, it's off on its own. It's like, that's my baby. It don't really count it as much anymore. So my favorite roller coaster just overall would probably have to be X2 at Six Flags Magic Mountain. Just again, I said I got off of it. I was just blown away. And then we were out there for Coaster Con and one morning we had ERT on it. And X2 is a ride that a lot of people either love it or hate it. There's really not like an in-between on it. That's always how it seems to be. And it's also, it seems like the people that love it are severely outnumbered by the people who hate it so during ERT I think it was full throttle and x2 everyone's at full throttle there were like 20 of us at x2 and they just were like okay have fun we're gonna keep sending you and so I just sat in the front row for about an hour and a half without getting off of that ride and it was just like every time it did not matter I like I knew what was gonna happen I still laughed my head off and was just like it was one of those like this is a kid in a candy store time of my life moment sitting right here in the front row of this thing just like everybody in my team here here at coaster challenge um our team is pretty divided like i have like andrew our other correspondent x2 is his most favorite x2 is one of my favorites uh but i have a few people in my organization that hate x2 they said they'll never write it again it was a one and done <laughs> so yeah you're right it's a, there's a a mixed feeling uh, with X2, but it, like I said, it's one of the most unique coasters in the country. There's only like what five of them around the world. And yeah, I think uh, <laughs> yeah, one day you and you and Andrew should get together because Andrew's been on all of them. So <laughs> yeah, so what? Me and my best friend, who's also a massive coaster enthusiast and also my co-host um, on the Twisted Travelers podcast, he and I have already made the promise to ourselves that when we graduate college, we are going to go to Japan and ride Ijinaika because we both want to ride that ride. So that is that is still like five and a half years away, probably four, four and a half, five years away. That is already set in stone. It's like Japan is happening in 2025 for us. <laughs> yeah, I like to definitely travel international that's the one thing I, I haven't even gotten to canada yet i'm hoping to go to canada's wonderland soon if things get mm -hmm. reopened quickly but uh yes i would love to go to japan definitely go to europe um i've heard so much uh you know when i met taylor over at king's island last year taylor was telling me a lot about his uh european about the european trip that he took and uh and and jeff joiner was another one that told me the same thing about about 
Europe. And I, I just hear mm-hmm. there's so many, and I heard some of the greatest coasters are over in Germany. Yeah. We had a, we had a full trip planned. Actually it was going to be the weekend week end of, and like the week and a half after Hollywood nights last year, we had a full thing planned for Europe that we had to cancel because we couldn't get over there. Uh, we were doing pretty much every major German park. And then we had like five days at energy landia uh, yeah so that's I, been one, that's been pushed um, on the 2022 well we're crossing our fingers that's going to happen for you jack yeah i am unfortunately am the one oddball of coaster challenge who has not ridden x2 because i have not gone to any of the california parks yet but after hearing everybody else talking about x2 i had to watch the pov and david knows that x2 kind of scared me to death so i've already agreed that that is going to be my coaster challenges to ride x2 it's one of, so it's one of those rides going in i was like i'm probably gonna hate this thing like i was fully prepared to ride it once and be done and never ride it again and now it's probably the only roller coaster in the world that i would drop several hundred dollars on plane tickets to fly across the country and ride yeah after riding the 40 spinner uh joker uh six flags great america i was scared to death of the spinning stuff and x2 is 10 times worse than the F40 spinner. So that's why I'm kind of scared about it. My advice with X2, um, I like the inside seat. Yep. Inside um, seat. My, my friends always fought me for the inside seat. There's times where I got pushed to the outside seat and it would toss me around like a rag doll. Every time I'm on the outside seat, it don't matter what side of the train you're on or if you're in the front or the back. I've always enjoyed the inside seat. And I told my friends, I said, you know, if you're going to keep fighting me over the inside seat, then I'm not going to sit with you. I'm going to go in the next row and make sure I get the seat um because I turn I said hey you forced me on the outside seat I literally grabbed my one friend and said oh no you're taking the outside seat I go you can get tossed around like a rag doll all you want I'm gonna enjoy the inside (laughs) yeah once you get on that ride you are at the mercy of x2 even if you're in like the inside seats are a lot more comfortable but they will still throw you around you are at the mercy of x2 once you strap in so you and I met you and I got to meet for the first time at CoasterCon, and it was great, yeah. great seeing you there at, at Magic Mountain. When you got to ride X2, did you get to experience the, the the music that was playing on the ride? So the fire and the music were both off every single ride I had on it. When everyone's like, oh, everyone I know who's ridden it with the music and the fire says, oh, they make it so much better. I'm like, how can it get better? It's already like my favorite roller coaster. Yeah. I mean, I've experienced both with it off and on. I would say the fire is fun at night because it really lights up the coaster more, but you can feel that heat when it uh, mm-hmm. when you're going right through it. Um, but the music ha- has an awesome soundtrack. And I'm lucky when on my channel, when I filmed X2, I got the music and I was like, oh, thank God, because they haven't played the music in a long time. I'm hoping when now that they're reopened, hopefully they've had some time to fix those speakers and get that soundtrack playing again, because it's it just makes the... The music they play is, it really makes the ride even more enjoyable. I mean, like you said, it's fun without it too, but just adding that extra bonus of the music really enhances the experience. It's just a little bit too. So, Mm -hmm. And I've actually strategic because everyone's like, oh, you need to listen to the soundtrack. I'm like, nope, I'm not going to listen to it. If I ride it and the soundtrack is on, I will listen to it then. If not, I'm avoiding it until that ride happens. Yeah. Well, if you ever get back out to California and you want to ride, need a partner for X2, come hit me up. I will be happy to marathon it with you all day long if you want. 
So that sounds good because there are very few rides my dad and I disagree on, but he hates that thing with a passion. So, all right. So, if your dad hates X2, I'm assuming that's probably his least favorite. What's yours? It's up there. Um, okay. This is a very hard question because I'm one of those people, like, there are very few roller coasters that I just truly do not like. It's a roller coaster. How do you not like it? But the one that always comes to mind is Nighthawk at Carowinds. It is just two and a half minutes of pain. I have ridden it once. I will never ride it again, no matter how. Okay, if you paid me like a million dollars, yeah, I'd ride it again. But you were not getting me on that for even a hundred dollars. Yeah, at me, it, yeah, I, I've ridden Nighthawk once. That was it. My very first time when I went to Carowinds. I don't know what it is with that ride, but man, I could feel my stomach just weaking. Uh, yep. at, during that ride, and I thought that was going to be the one ride that was going to make me vomit during the ride but uh it did not but i didn't feel very good when i got off that ride but it wasn't my most hated coaster uh, at all i mean really it's neighboring coaster kitty hawk and i will say it in every episode everybody who's been listening i will say kitty hawk is one of the worst coasters at carowinds worst one i've ever experienced it's it's not a good ride it's not that's not a great ride (laughs) so those need to be updated (laughs) i prefer the bnm flyers over the uh over Nighthawk. Yes, for sure. Uh, so. Manta and Tatsu are fantastic. All of the Vacoma flyers. One of them has already gone, which I was slightly actually very happy. And then the, I need, they can't close Batman or Batwing or whatever it's called just yet because I need to go ride it. But after I ride it, tear them out. Get rid of them. Carowind, put something great in that plot of land, please. Yeah. That's another thing I got to experience. Uh, Batwing over at Six Flags America, I believe it is. Yep. Yeah, we were going this summer, so it needs to last through this summer for me. <laughs> Just make sure to take some aspirin with you. <laughs> oh yeah, there's actually the the Advil bottle I tear at theme parks is on my desk because I need to replenish. The traveling Advil bottle. Yep, now I that- will say that I personally liked Nighthawk's twin Firehawk better. Yes, Firehawk is very good. I just noticed with Nighthawk, it just seemed like it was just so much more jerky than what Firehawk was. And I'm not a huge fan. Me being a woman, I don't like the vest restraints a lot because it puts a lot of pressure on my chest. And I know a lot of other female riders are feel the same way. But I have that same issue with Nighthawk, with Firehawk, with any flying coaster. But the most comfortable one I've ever rode is Manta at SeaWorld Orlando. That is probably my favorite flyer coaster ever and i'm looking forward to going back and riding that soon so far i've been on let's see i've been on superman at six flags over georgia manta tatsu yeah i've only been on the three bnm uh flyers with tatsu is my i would say manta is my most favorite bnm flyer but tatsu comes in at a comes in second with me because that loop that g-force on the loop powerful and it makes your voice vibrate, man. And it's like, uh, it's just, it's, it, that's the one ride where you can really feel the G force strongly on that one. Yeah. Ta- I remember riding Tatsu and it's like, you're going and it's like, okay, this is fun. And you're just kind of like just walking around or flying around the mountain. And then all of a sudden it's like, just crush your chest. And then it's, you get like a little breather into the break run, but that one, that pretzel loop is nuts. It's something else. It's more intense than all the other BNF flyers I've been on. I mean, Manta's got a similar pretzel loop, but it wasn't as forceful as Tatsu. Tatsu, I guess it's the location. Tatsu yeah, I mean, is, like you said, like... Tatsu's on a mountain. So when you go through that pencil loop, you're going down a mountain. 
<laughs> when yeah, you're experiencing like a, that. I think Manta's pretzel loop is like a hundred and something feet tall, and then Tatsu's is like a hundred and seventy feet tall. It's like, yeah, that extra seventy feet makes a heck of a lot of difference. One yeah. one thing one of my friends told me to do is like, so when you get to the pretzel loop, just scream. And he says, and by the time you get to the bottom, you're going to be under so much G force, you won't be able to scream. Yeah, 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 that yeah. And it explains why every time at the end of that ride, uh, I made my friends laugh. I go, you see the the puke stains down on the platforms when you're going through because people have vomited off of the end just from the force of that pretzel loop. And that's why I've made it a personal rule. If you're going to, and Iva, if you ever come to California, the personal rule with Tatsu is you do not eat anything before you go on that ride. And if you do eat anything, it's like swimming. Give yourself an hour to let it digest and then go ride the ride. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. That's one of those rides. that's like, almost too much it's, i yeah yeah i definitely want to get out to those california parks that's on one of my bucket lists so well, jack i i want to thank you again so much for being here with us again uh, and again thank you for having me um, there's so, well there is one last question and i if i i guess i'll i'll ask it so you know the mission of coaster challenge and you've been been a great friend and you've been following us for quite a while is that this podcast you know we're on a mission here um i would say that our mission with coaster challenge has always been we always help people of all ages be able to help break their fears and by doing it by getting on a roller coaster i will say that this past year with the pandemic going on we have seen fear alive and well so many people Mm. out there it was like it shocked the heck out of me i was like i was just amazed just how much people are in fear and how fear is being sold in this country as well. There's a lot of people, especially a lot of our listeners on this podcast, they're not enthusiasts like all of us here right now on this podcast. And there's a lot of people out there that are non-enthusiasts that are looking to make a change. They want to live their lives better. What advice can you give to all those to be able to help break their fears and live a better life? So this is something... This is such a good question because this is something I have really worked at with myself over the last four or five years because four or five years ago, I would not have ridden all of these roller coasters. I would have just been like, yeah, let's just stay home and do nothing today. And it, it was riding roller coasters changed my life. So, and it's not necessarily roller coasters. I mean, I love it when I can get someone that has like a fear of roller coasters now to break their fear on roller coasters, but really just going after any fear and telling yourself you will be okay trying it. And then once you break that fear, once you get over it, you're, you have your eyes opened. Um, and it's one of those things I've realized, especially during the pandemic, how much I had I changed because being stuck at home again and not being able to go and travel, I realized I've got myself hooked on this travel thing. I've got myself hooked on adventures and living on the edge. Um, and so there's a post-it note on my fridge back here. Um, it says, a goal for 2021, live more. And I've been trying to do my best this year. It's like opportunity comes up to go do something fun or crazy, do it. Your friends say, hey, you want to go to California and skiing, even though you've never been skiing before, do it. You've got this new roller coaster coming up that you're scared to death of riding. There's a couple of those this year, like El Toro, for a very weird reason, because the last time I rode it, I hated it. So I'm like, okay, I'm kind of scared to go ride it again because I don't want to hate it. Do it. And so that's been my, like, what I've told myself in the last five years. It's like, just live, enjoy life and your fears, they don't define who you are. They help you figure out who you are. So if you can work through those fears, 
if I, I worked through my career of roller coasters and I now I'm a photographer for roller coasters. I produce a podcast and host a podcast about roller coasters and it's just been such an amazing journey. So your fears don't define who you are. They just help you figure out where you're going to end up. That's always how I've looked at it. Well said. Well yeah. said. Yes. I've always said, got to live life to the fullest. Enjoy the little things. Yeah. And if you have an opportunity, the one thing I like, one thing I, one of our previous guests said, with being in the enthusiast community, the opportunities that come around when you're involved with a community. And mm-hmm. you'd be amazed how many people can come up and say, hey, I've got an extra ticket to this park. You want to go? Hey, I've got, I got extra space in my hotel room. You want to come stay and come travel and come join on this adventure? Hey, I got a free rental car. You want to go travel five states and go visit several parks? Yeah. I mean, if you got an opportunity like that to go, do it. Enjoy it. You know, that's, Mm -hmm. I think, one of the greatest things of life is, and one thing I enjoyed, like me, like you, I've been doing it for the last five years, just traveling this great country. I've been been almost in all four corners with the exception of the Northeast, which I need to go visit. Um, you know, I it's not just visiting theme parks. It's just seeing the culture. You know, when I was down in Dolly, Dollywood for the first time last year, being in Tennessee. Now I've been to Nashville, but this was my first time being down the Pigeon Forge, going to Knoxville. And I just love that area of Tennessee. I I, I plan to return. I want to go explore everything Pigeon Forge has to offer. My I love really redneck corner of the world. <laughs> but I love like going to North Carolina, just going to Charlotte, making that drive from Charlotte all the way up to Virginia, visiting our nation's capital. I mean, it's just amazing how much of a great country we are. And there's a lot of people out there that have fear in them that fear is what stops you from being able to have these opportunities. So it's like got to take the baby steps and just say, you know what, we're going to move forward, put that right foot forward and say, we're going to do this. You know, we're going to be okay. Um, That's like I said, the biggest thing is like we live life once. So let's live it to the fullest. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's what you're talking, you, you, you speak to me. It's like this travel thing. And I love roller coasters, but more than roller coasters. I'm addicted to this travel. Um, I think Nevada was my 27th or 28th state. Um, and every year I'm like, okay, where are we going that we haven't been before? Uh, and that's just how I've lived my life the last five years. It's like, let's go do something new. Let's have fun. Yeah. And one thing I think a lot of us have learned through this pandemic too is, you know, taking the little things for granted because, you know, one thing is us being travelers and coaster enthusiasts. Last year when that pandemic hit and the parks didn't open, you know, it was that uncertainty that our favorite things we couldn't enjoy with our friends and family anymore. And it's just such a relief to be able to see everything finally opening up, especially out in California over a year. And David, you've mm-hmm. talked before in another episode how it's, you know, you'd like to go into Disney or Disneyland and it's being able to go back to Disneyland and enjoy the things that you love the most is, you know, just taking the little things that we thought were, you know, not a big deal for granted. And now it is such a big deal because of that uncertainty with what happened last year and continues to with our, um, with our world going on right now. Yeah. yeah. It's like, like I used to complain about Disneyland a lot because it's such a crowded park, long lines, especially for long lines to ride a kitty ride or something. And then when it's been closed for over a year, you start to realize like, wow, 
you know what, I miss it so much. And now it's given me like a chance to really think about, you know what, I'm not the only one. That's why Disney is so crowded. It's so busy. Everybody loves that park. And when it's been gone, it's like, it's like part of our life was taken away. Disney was part of my life. You know, it's helped me overcome so much of my fears and it's helped me get through great depressions and anxiety and stress. Um, And just like in general, like, yeah, California is finally starting to reopen, which we're thankful we'll take it at this point. But I've been excited to to dine in a restaurant again. It's like when you don't have that for a year and it's like, oh my God, I'm so excited because, you know, when you dine in a restaurant, you're able to socialize with the waiters and waitresses and, and other people that are in the restaurant and going to a gym. Like you'd be amazed. Like some people are like, oh, I don't want to go to a gym. But then when it's been gone and then it's coming back, it's like, you're excited for that movie theaters. You know, you're like, oh, I'm not really in the mood to watch this movie. I don't go to movie theaters that much, but then they're gone. Then you realize, oh my God, I'm so like, just, it's amazing. Like you said, taking, taking life for granted. Mm-hmm. And you start to realize when it's gone that, you know, you're like, wow. Like I said, this past year really made me like when we were in lockdown and we couldn't go anywhere when the whole country was in lockdown. I literally took that two months walking around our, our business, our facility, because that was the only fun thing I could do is go for a walk, you know? And I was thinking about back when I was a kid, like what were some of the things I never got to experience when I was younger? And I said, you know what? 2021 is going to be the year I do something new. And so that's why I decided to take up fencing. So I've been doing fencing for the past couple of months. And you know what? I turned out to be a natural at it. And I was sitting there looking back at myself like, man, I should have done this when I was a teenager. I probably would have been an Olympic fencer by now. (laughs) So, but yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, that's what I said. It's like, it's amazing. Um, I think everybody takes life for granted. And uh, we just got to think about, be thankful for what we have and we need to enjoy it as much as possible. Yeah, this past year, I... I don't know if it, I was lucky or unlucky. I work at a grocery store. So while the rest of the country was unlocked and I was one of the few lucky, I guess I'll say the lucky people, but I still got to go out and go to work every single day and interact with people. Um, I never got COVID, thankfully, which it's, it's a miracle as many times as I've been exposed to it. Um, but it was just one of those things. I remember those two months of we were at Dollywood the day I say the world ended. We were at Dollywood for their pass holder day. And we went home. I actually went to a birthday party that night for one of my friends bowling. And we went home that night. And the next morning we woke up and it was like, I got I had the text from my manager. It's like, if you can come to work, come to work. We are slammed and running out of toilet paper. Uh, that was about how the text message went. And so it for two months, it was just nonstop working and just trying to keep myself sane. And then I remember I was going home from work one day. And I was going through the Chick-fil-A drive-through to get some drinks to take home. And I just saw on my phone, it said, Alabama Adventure opening tomorrow. And I just called my dad and I said, I don't have to work tomorrow. Let's go to Alabama and ride a roller coaster. And it's like we drove the four hours to ride one roller coaster because it's like we, we didn't, we, like we were both missing it. It's like, let's get on a roller coaster. And pretty much from that point on last summer, we took it as it came. It's like, okay, we got the chance to go on a trip. Let's go on a trip. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's just live it up. And it was a crazy summer. And there's so many people I know they're like, oh, 2020 was awful. And yeah, it had its it had its moments of, yeah, let's not relive that. But there's also, I look back on it, it's like, there's so much good that came out of it for me. It's hard to look back on it and hate it. I will say it did. You're right. Um, if there was one great thing I did was... Being able to travel at least once 
once last year, and that was to go to Kings Island and Dollywood. And at least I'm glad that I got to spend it with YouTube during that trip. And uh, it was a trip I really needed that time because I had a lot of pressures here back at home. Um, my parents were in isolation. My sister's a nurse. She, you know, I didn't see her at all. She was in, in front lines of the whole situation. And um, so I was busy running two, two of our family businesses, uh, doing all the, putting my life on the line, going out in public, doing all the grocery shopping for my entire family, uh, getting medicines, getting whatever my folks needed. So by the time July came, I'm pretty sure you guys saw it in my eyes. I was just so relieved and happy to just be at Kings Island and Dollywood. At least I got to say I got to go to one new park last year and I'm glad it was Dollywood. You know, I was, and I'm glad I got to spend it with you guys. You know, I want you both to know that I really appreciate the time spending with me because I was going to be all by myself on the travels lately. So I appreciate that. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And that was the first time I actually got a chance to meet you, Jack. And you and your dad was when we were there at Dollywood yeah, and David. It was so good. To, and it's one of the things, and I love, it's been such a weird journey doing the Twitter and Instagram thing. Because there's so many people now that I know through a Twitter or Instagram handle. And so, especially this past year, finally starting to get to put a lot of names to faces. It's been just so fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I finally got a chance to put a face to the guy that I buy my calendars from every day or every day. Hey, I'm looking at mine right now. It's I'm liking this picture of Diamondback we got this month. Oh, I know. My it, favorite one's still your wildfire one, though, from Silver uh, Dollar City. That one that that's one of my that's another just favorite picture I've taken. Um, no, it's the the Diamondback in April at See, the calendar gets get some serious planning done into it. Um, March is always a Dollywood picture because Dollywood opens in March. April is always a King's Island because King's Island usually opens in April. And so I've been looking at it all this month and I'm like, you know what? If in the, the world was normal, King's Island would be opening this weekend. And I'm, mm. yeah. But yeah, the, the calendar is one of my favorite things. I oh, it's, one, it's a yearly thing. And it is, as of right now, it is the only... Um, it's the only type thing that makes any sort of profit for me. And by profit, I mean like $5. I don't make any money off the calendars. I just do it because I love watching people. It's, and I love talking. It's like, oh, did you get you got the calendar and the planning that goes into it. Um, I think every single picture this year was put in that month for a reason, whether it was um, a close friend's birthday and that's their favorite roller coaster or, to, or a close friend's birthday and that's not their favorite sports team cough cough november um that one was done just to make someone mad i'm not gonna lie <laughs> um <laughs> but it's one it's one of those things and it turns into it actually turns into a debate in our house because on twitter and instagram it looks like it's uh, just me it is not i have both of my parents are behind me um run helping me run more of the business side of it helping me with um any changes I make to the logo usually get run by them. Just like, what do you think of this? And the calendar usually turns into like a two week debate of us going through pictures and like, okay, what if we did this one here and that one there? It, it's we, we've had actually like full on like, no, not that photo. Like we will fight over like which photos we want in the calendar. Um, it gets pretty entertaining usually, <laughs> but it's the calendar is one of my favorite things. And then, I got to talk about the podcast because that's my other baby. Um, we yeah, start... tell, us, tell us a little more about your podcast, Jack, because uh, 
I've, I've listened to quite a few episodes. You guys do a fantastic job. Oh, thank you. So the podcast goes back. So I have photography started in 2017 and it's always entertained me and I've had fun with it. The podcast came from wanting it actually actually it started as an idea of like, I want to try something new that's outside of what I know how to do, which at the time was edit photos. And I knew a little video editing, but the world of audio editing and like podcast, it always intrigued me. I've listened to a podcast my entire life, but I never produced one or anything. So it's like, I could do a podcast. And so the idea had been sitting in the back of my head for a while and it made sense to do one about roller coasters. But the one, the two issues I always ran into were one, how do we do it? And two, I don't have a co-host. Um, and it was one, I never wanted to do it by myself. I wanted to find a co-host so we could have fun and, uh, bounce stuff off one another and so the story of how i met chris which is actually we told that story on the first episode of the podcast chris and i became he's my best friend now and over the i thought it was about a year and a half after we met we just kind of started talking about um maybe wanting to do some sort of um media together and he suggested youtube and i said i I just kind of turned back and said how about a podcast and he's, he kind of like thought about it. He'd never been like a big listener to the podcast. And I was like, let's just think about it. Because basically what happens, the podcast is just our conversations. We like call each other and have every week just recorded and put on the internet for people to hear. Um, and so that's kind of how I pitched it to him. He's like, okay, I guess. And so we sat down and we were like, we're going to make this happen through um, a series of unfortunate events. We were very close to launching the podcast in fall of 2019. And then my school schedule got so crazy on me all of a sudden that it was just, I had like, we can't start this now. We got to push for indefinite period of time. And so when the pandemic happened, we just kind of we just kind of decided we have nothing better to do with our lives. Let's make this podcast thing happen. We just had the one year anniversary on this past Saturday, and we are rapidly closing in on our 3000th listen. So it's been a crazy journey for us. Um, We, we did an interview with one of my friends, Justin, who also started the podcast during the pandemic. Um, his is actually his is just about people. He just has conversations with pretty much anyone. And he had us on and we talked about like our goals for the podcast and where we wanted to be. And I listened back to that um, last week since I knew the anniversary is coming up and we've done so much of what we wanted to do long term in just a year. Um, we crossed some like the one thing, and uh, I, I say this because I know if he if he listens, he'd probably be, I'll get a text from like, yeah, come on. Uh, but Taylor um, is one of those people we tossed around behind the scenes. I was like, oh, if we could get Taylor to come on the show, that'd be amazing. And lo and behold, I found myself in the position where I actually ended up, I'm become one of his friends. And so I just asked him one day, I was like, hey, would you come on our podcast? It's like, oh yeah, for sure. And so when he came on our podcast, that was like one of those moments for us. It's like, we've actually kind of done something here because we've got one of the biggest youtubers in the community on in our first season which was something we never dreamed we could do again taylor if you're listening i love you but it was just one of those things was like wow this is when it really honestly gave us like a confidence boost and ever since then it's just been go 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 we've got um a couple of interviews that we're very excited about lined up here in the next couple weeks and we've just been having a blast with it for the last year now nice yeah, it's been the same way here. Like, um, you know, see, um, previous guests we've had, like, we have 
Clint Novak, Jeff Joyner. Uh, we've had a lot of amazing guests coming on our podcast for our first season, and uh, I want to keep that momentum going. I hope someday we can get Taylor to come join our podcast because I would love to ah. hear a side of his story as well. <laughs> he is such an I, – I, I won't speak for him, but he's an amazing person, and I hope one day y'all get the chance to talk to him. Um, but, yeah, the pod, podcasting just – and he goes back – the photography is fun because I can share my park experiences and, like, here, oh, here's what it's like for me at a park. But the podcast is this whole other layer because we get to just go on – and it's like I said, it is our, we don't change how we act through the podcast. That is how Chris and I act when we are just talking to one another. We, we might cut up a little bit more and yell at each other a little bit more, but that's how we are. And that's just one of those, that's the other thing. It's like, let's just be us and have fun with this. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Chris has been such an amazing person because um, to be, to have the co-host, cause he's, we have really good chemistry and we work very well as a podcast crew together but he also he lets me do what i want so most pretty he handles uh social media posting but when it comes to all of the logos and the just creating everything and producing the podcast that's all on me and he has never shot me down on any crazy idea i've had even if it was stupid looking back there's been a couple times i was like why did i do that and he was like i don't know i was like well you should have stopped me he's like well mm, eh, it's done but it's it's been so much fun um we were are in our episode that comes out tomorrow we were having the discussion because one of our listeners ass it's like so are y'all ever gonna do like a show where it's just one of you and i was like well if chris ever did a show where it was just him it'd be entertaining to see what the show ended up sounding like if he tried to post it because yeah. i love you <laughs> it's like it's like it's like i love you i don't know how that would go because i have all the files on my computer <laughs> but yeah so the podcast is one of those things it originally wasn't going to be a pandemic project, but it definitely kept both of us a little more sane through the entire thing. Yeah, I can tell by just by our podcast work. I mean, it keeps you pretty busy. So I I would rather be busy than what we were last year, being bored and not being able to do anything at all. All right. Well, Jack, I really, really want to thank you for coming on and helping us launch our new podcast. And so for our viewers that are listening, if they like to ask you some questions or would like to follow, so where can they find you on social media? So social media, the best place to find me is Twitter and Instagram at Thrilling Moment, uh, Thrilling Moments Photography, the orange and white logo. Go Tennessee. Um, I do all things roller coaster photography, and you'll. I also have been posting a lot about travels recently. Um, and then the other place to, of course, find. Um, if you find the other page, it's usually Chris. But if you if you ask for me, I will respond. Is uh, Twisted Travelers? Um, it's at Twisted underscore Traveler on Instagram, and at Twisted Traveler. But the R at the end is a one because Twitter is stupid and will not give me the handle. I I want i will get it one of these days um but those are the best places to find us other than that you can um just yeah just reach out if you've got a question um we i am pretty much on instagram 24 7 a day because that is where i live practically uh and i love talking to people so that i do a podcast i love talking to people so if you want to talk just send me a question drop a comment do something and we will have a full-blown conversation All right. Thank you again, Jack. And I want to say thank you so much also for everything that you do in our coaster community, not only for, you know, people that you've just gotten to know recently, like myself, but people that you continue to reach out to for your, through your photography. So your, your work is a blessing. Ah, thank you. It's, 
it's one of those things that started out as a hobby and I never expected it to be anything more. And so to get all this, like, it's, again, going back to that, all uh, the all girls ride on Void is one of those moments of like, I never expected to get to do something like that. And I look back on that picture, I'm like, that was something amazing. And that's one of the things I'll get to tell my kids about. It's like, this is something that I'm extremely proud of. And it's something... I've met so many people through that. I ha- I'll go ahead and pl- you got to plug GeForce. If you don't know what GeForce is, go check them out. They're an amazing group uh, that's run by some of my great friends, Taylor, Sarah, Gabby. I love all of them and what they're doing with that. It's amazing. And it's just, even just being a tiny part of it is something I'm very, very proud of. And it's, I love it. Yes. I'm awesome. a proud member of GeForce myself. Well, thank you so much, Jack. And uh, you know, you're thank always you, welcome. You're always welcome to come on our show anytime. If we want to discuss a certain topic, I definitely would love to have you. Definitely love to have Chris as well. Yeah, we'll, we got to get Chris on here because he's he knows all the Florida parks and he has another he has an interesting story too about how he got into roller coasters. And then the, we love to tell the story of how we met because it is just so entertaining. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much. And if you guys. I will also, in our comments on our episode, you can also click on Jack's social media links right down below here in the comments link. And until next time, but thank you guys so much. Thank you, Iva. Thank you, Jack, from Thrilling Moments. That was a great interview. Iva, you did a great job. Thank you. Yes, uh, it was a fantastic interview, and I have to say it was a real honor to have Jack on. I need to thank Jack because he was the one that helped us get this podcast podcast off the ground when we were check, uh, figuring out how to set it all up and uh, really want to take this opportunity to thank him personally. Our podcast has really been taken off this past couple of months and uh, I'm very honored of the guests that have came on. I really want to thank all of our listeners out there who are supporting us and please, please uh, sus- make sure to tell your friends to check out our podcast and make sure to subscribe to our to, your, to our channel on, on your favorite podcast network. Um, if you'd like to get uh, if you'd like to send us some feedback, you know, you can always make sure to contact us at CoasterChallengeUSA at gmail.com or you can message us through Instagram, Twitter, Facebook under Coaster Challenge Podcast. But it was a great episode and we have a really exciting one next week. So make sure to tune in every Friday. We will have a new episode out. And until then, this is David Cantu. This is J.D. Prescott. And we'll see you all next week right here on Coaster Challenge. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? <laughs>